Now, I'm going to give you as long as you need, about 30 seconds to give him your life, give him your love, give him your all. Is there anybody here who can give Jesus your all? He woke you up this morning, started you on your way, gave you a brand new day. Can you give him everything right now? Food on the table, money in your pocket, give him your all. Right now, right now, right now, give him your all. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The, the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of my fears. All taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that anybody trusts him this morning. I'm not talking about anybody. I'm not talking about the president. I'm talking about Jesus. Give him your all. He made you in his image. Give him your all. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is, and I, I got to hear that again. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is, y'all still ain't got it. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is, and this is a part I like, and his mercy endureth forever. Anybody need his goodness, but I tell you, he also need his mercy. always worthy to be praised. He's always worthy to be praised. Amen. I lift Jesus when I'm feeling bad and when everything around me is all right. I lift Jesus when I don't have a dime in my pocket and all my bills are paid. I'll lift Jesus when I'm sick in my body. I'll lift Jesus when I'm well. Is there anybody here? that can give Jesus a praise. see yet another day we give you praise for it is in him that we live and we move and we have our very being he 
is our God and there is none beside him. So we don't keep you too much longer, amen. You would turn to the gospel of Mark chapter 1. The gospel as recorded by Mark chapter 1. Passed by the Old Testament, you got Matthew first. Mark is right after him, amen. Mark chapter 1, we'll have our reading today from beginning with verse 20 and 1. Mark chapter 1, verse 21. From the English standard, it reads this way, and thusly, they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and was teaching. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And immediately there was in the synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, what have you to do with us? Jesus of Nazareth, have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him and they were all amazed so that they questioned among themselves saying what is this a new teaching with authority he commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him and at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. That is the word of God for the people of God on today. That if you would allow me to label this lesson and tag our text today, it would be simply this astonished and amazed by Jesus, astonished and amazed by Jesus. It was, people of God, the biggest stage that he had ever seen. Hundreds of thousands of people in this stadium. This little boy at the time, man born in Alabama, raised in abject poverty, had never seen a crowd so big. But not only was the crowd so big, he was there under the nose of oppressive regime that had trouble with people who didn't just look like him, 
But when they saw him, they saw him nothing more than an animal. But it was on that stage that he changed the way the world looked at men like him. For he was the first ever American to win four gold medals in an Olympic Games. Pitted against Hitler's uberman Lutz Long in the broad jump, Jesse outjumped him. A day later, Jesse ran the 100-meter race and beat everybody. Another day later, he ran the 200-meter race and beat everybody. And he was so good that the Olympic Committee came together and said, Jesse, we want you to run on the four by 100. Legend says that Jesse said, well, I ain't never passed a baton before. They told him, don't worry about that. Just run. And the American team set at the time, the world record in the four by 100. And Jesse astonished Hitler, all Germany, all the world. But then what was amazing, y'all, got back home to the country he represented. They didn't even acknowledge his medals. They didn't even acknowledge his name. And it would take 25 years before the United States government will acknowledge one of the greatest feats of all times. Jesse Owens is Babe Ruth. Jesse Owens is Jackie Robinson. And he did it 12 years before Jackie came on the scene. They were astonished and amazed. But then there's another person in our text who astonished and amazed. It is Jesus himself. The gospel as recorded by Mark does something very peculiar with Jesus. We don't see a birth narrative of Jesus. We don't see Jesus growing up in childhood we just see Jesus come on the scene. Strangely enough, the Gospel of Mark is a heroic, if you will, narrative that quickly gets into the story and helps us learn Jesus and his ministry. See, if you will, people of God, we're only in chapter 1 at verse 21, but so much has already happened with Jesus. I'm astonished and amazed by Jesus because it was the writer John Mark who introduced Jesus. Not shortly thereafter, John Mark said that it was Isaiah who prophesied about Jesus. Not long after that, it was John the Baptist who preached about Jesus. And not too long after that, it was the same John who baptized Jesus. 
I'm talking about Jesus, y'all. When John baptized Jesus, it was the Father who acknowledged him as his son. It was the Father who certified and qualified him. But not only did the Father do that, the Spirit then rested upon him. The Spirit of God indwelt Jesus. The Spirit of God empowered Jesus. The Spirit of God uh, infilled Jesus. The Spirit of God then guided Jesus. The Spirit of God guided Jesus. And then where he guided him, it was the devil who tempted Jesus. Not after the devil tempted Jesus, angels ministered to Jesus. But not long after that, it was Jesus walking along the Sea of Galilee, calling Simon, calling Andrew, calling James, and calling John. And then they followed Jesus. I want to tell you right now, what, a, what a actually astonishes me about Jesus, people of God, is Jesus still, in knowing who he was, being the very son of God, he humbled himself to the will of God. And I'm trying to help you out. Learn how to humble yourself under God's will. Where you are right now, God has you. And learn how to lay back your life and lay down your life and humble yourself before Jesus. He has all power, y'all, but he makes himself subject to God's will. I don't know about y'all, but that's astonishing. If we learn how to make ourselves under God's will, we'll experience the favor of God, and it won't have anything to do with our health, our wealth, and our well-being. We'll just know that the best place in the world to be is in the will Of God. That is astonishing to me, people of God. But then there's something else astonishing here. He's got these boys following him. And if you if you see in the text, it says they are following him, but then the Sabbath comes up. I, I'm still astonished, yeah. The, the Sabbath comes up, and it was Jesus' custom. It says they went into Capernaum, but the Sabbath comes up. It then says he entered the synagogue. Oh, Lord. What, what, what's astonishing about Jesus is that when it was time to worship, Jesus found the place of worship. Is there anybody here that knows when it's time to worship? You ought to find the place of worship, not like Jesus, not out of religion or routine, but out of relationship. Is there anybody here that has a relationship with the Father? When you wake up every morning, the first thing you do is lift your hands and say, Lord, I thank you for what you have done. It's astonishing, y'all. Jesus finds the place of worship. But then, if you read horizontally across the other Gospels, you understand Jesus had a drug problem. Yeah. Joseph and Mary drugged Jesus to the synagogue. They drugged Jesus down to the temple. 
They drug Jesus again to the synagogue and then another holy day will come and they drug Jesus down to the temple. Is there anybody here? They drug Jesus back to the synagogue and they drug him down to the temple and they did it so much, y'all, Jesus became addicted. And is there anybody here, anybody here like me, you got drugged from church to church. You got drugged from Monday night, from Wednesday night, from Saturday morning. You got drugged on Sunday morning. But then one day your mama and your daddy wasn't there and you lifted up your own hands and say, I'm addicted to Jesus. He got drugged and he was addicted. Jesus was so addicted, y'all, at 12 years old. When Mary and Joseph left the temple, he stayed in the temple. And when they found him, they said, son, where were you? He said, I must be about my father's business. Is there anybody here that knows when you wake up in the morning, I don't care who's in your house. I'm finding somewhere to worship Jesus. It is astonishing. Jesus marks his life under the will of the Father. But Jesus also understood that when it's time to worship, I need to find the place of worship. He is astonishing. But Jesus, he doesn't just go to worship to be pumped and primed for worship. I'm writing the text, y'all. On this Sunday, Jesus found the place of worship, and it was his time to teach in worship. Y'all, I know, I know the reason y'all ain't astonished, because y'all really don't know who he is. We're talking about a carpenter's son from the city of Nazareth. Oh, help me out, Jesus. Jesus lets me know you don't have to have professional qualifications to teach in God's house. You just got to be a willing vessel to hear from the Lord and then help somebody out. Jesus, Jesus goes into the temple on the synagogue on this day. Y'all, I understand the synagogue was the place of all transactions in Jewish life. The synagogue was the food market. The synagogue was the civil and social place of, work, of, of, of a meeting. But the synagogue on the day of worship was the place of worship. So Jesus was probably very familiar with the synagogue, but Jesus is not in his own hometown. He's outside of his hometown in a place called Capernaum. And Jesus has now set up his 501c3 status. Ministry is coming forward, and he finds a place to fill in ministry. He goes, and he is teaching, y'all. And he is teaching the carpenter's son from Nazareth. Y'all remember, somebody said, is there anything good that can come out of Nazareth? I'm trying to help somebody out. Doesn't matter where you're from. Doesn't matter who you think you're not. If God's hand is upon you, good can come out of you. 
in the temple teaching. And here's what's amazing. He is not a trained rabbi, not in the rabbinical religious sciences. He is not trained like others, but they are astonished by his teaching. I'm just trying to help somebody out. When Jesus speaks, he can say stuff that will astonish us. I wish somebody heard me. Is he speaking in your life? Because I'm telling you, when Jesus speaks, you will be astonished. Jesus told them boys one day, before Abraham was, I am. I, I just say he says astonishing things. He said, if somebody slaps you on one cheek, you ought to turn the other. Is there anybody here? We're, we're in the season of politics and you see a lot of filth and dirt in its own. The TV. Is there anybody here that can turn your cheek? Because that's what Jesus taught. Jesus had a funny way of teaching. He said, I and my father, we are one. Jesus could teach some funny things. Jesus said that I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am, you will be also. Jesus speaks some funny things, but everything Jesus speaks come with the Lord's authority. I wish somebody had heard me that when Jesus speaks to you in your life, it comes with an authority that you don't have to stand up and holler to nobody because it's already got power. He is teaching y'all. And they are astonished at his teaching. And they say that the reason they are astonished, because he taught as one who had authority. That when you got authority, you don't have to hold your chest up and your head high and make sure people know what your title is. That's right. That's right. Jesus just taught the same Torah that the rabbis taught before him, but he didn't refer to nobody else. He spoke truth right from the law of God to the point where they said, how in the world does this man Speak with such authority. He spoke with authority. But don't, don't get too caught up in his astonishment. Because even in the place of worship, there sometimes can be those in the presence of worship that don't have the same philosophical moorings as others in the sanctuary. Uh, let me say it another way. Sometimes... The devil hides in plain sight. Think about it, people of God. Jesus shows up in Capernaum, in the place of worship. He ain't exercising nothing. He's just teaching the pure law of God. And I'm just trying to help somebody. If you live in a way of purity... The devil will look out for you. It's amazing. He is teaching 
And it says in the text, immediately. Can't you see the man who is possessed with a demon? He's in the sanctuary. He's sitting behind you. But when Jesus speaks, he moves from behind you and tries to catch a glimpse because he's heard the voice before. <laughs> Is there anybody here that you got enough God in you and you go wherever you go? When people hear your voice, they say that's the voice of somebody who knows who God is. Here's the astonishing part. He says, uh, have you come to destroy us? Jesus of Nazareth? Oh, y'all give me two minutes. I got to teach this just a little bit. He, he calls him by his whole name. ancient world exorcism they use a certain incantation where they would call you by your whole name Jesus is a, is a familiar name y'all uh, Jesus is like the name Robert in the United States it's just the Greek form of Joshua that was his name, y'all. Joshua. Uh, but his name has some meaning. Somebody need to help me. Uh, the angel told Joseph, name him Jesus. For he will save the people <laughs> from their sin. Uh, uh, he calls him by his name because he tries to exercise. The demon now is trying to exercise Jesus out of the place of worship. And I come to let somebody know that wherever you go and you take Jesus, in your daily life there will be people that try to exercise who you are. So you call yourself. I, I, I saw you smoking with everybody else, but you call yourself. I saw you go down to the bar. You call yourself Jason of Lilburn. It's amazing. When evil is in the presence of good, it's going to do everything it can to get the good out because it knows not too long I got to leave this place because good, or if you will, God and evil can't stay in the same place. But, but, but he's there. And he says, have you come to destroy us? This could mean that the demon is a part of a legion of demons. But most scholarship thinks that when Jesus speaks, 
Every devil in hell is alerted. Y'all not hearing me. Every devil in hell is alerted. And so the one he's speaking to will address him in such a way that it lets everybody be on notice that Jesus has showed up. Is there anybody here that understands wherever you take him? All hell is on notice that Jesus has. Showed up. Said. Have you come to destroy us? And then the demon said, I know. Who you are. Uh, can I ask y'all a question? Do they know who you are? Do you live in such a way that they know who you are? Do you pray in such a way that they know who you are? Do you drive down the street in such a way that they know who you are? But here's the real thing. They ain't got to know who you are. They just got to know who's driving for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. It's odd that, that, that Jesus is identified by Mark, the writer, as the son of God. There's only two other people or one individual and one entity that's ever, ever called the son of God beside him. Adam, the first man, was called the son of God. And then Israel, his chosen people, was called God's son. That, that we ought to thank God that even before Jesus showed up, God had the nerve to call us his son and his daughter. But in other words, the devil was saying, the demon was saying, here is the son who showed up, who has all the power of the inheritance. That when Jesus showed up, the demons knew he had the deed to everything in eternity that God had promised Adam and Israel. Oh, y'all, 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 you hear me? When you hold the deed, that means the property is yours. Is there anybody here that owns property? You can talk to blue, people can talk to you to their blue in the face, but I own the property because I own the property. I have control over what I do. Yeah. See, so you are the Holy One of God. Uh, you are the one who we've been looking for. Here's the most amazing thing or astonishing thing. Ain't got to amaze me yet, but the astonishing thing is they are astonished by his teaching. But it seemed like they should have been ready to follow him. I'm talking about the other people. Because the demon knew who he was, and he was ready to try to exercise Jesus. 
But the people there were just astonished by his teaching. When you encounter Jesus, y'all, don't just be astonished by what he said. Be astonished by who he is and what he can do for you. Demon says you are the Holy One of God. When the demon spoke up, it's almost like Jesus got a little upset. Because it says that, but Jesus rebuked the demon. Uh, I want to throw this in, and it won't cost you a thing. When Jesus shows up, he has the ability to get rid of whatever ails you. That the Lord Jesus is somebody who can get rid of whatever is bad on the scene. I, I thought somebody might shout right there, but, but we ain't really got to what he's done yet. He rebukes the demon. So Jesus, first of all, speaks to the demon. And you notice, Jesus doesn't have to qualify who the demon is. The demon had to qualify who Jesus was. I know who you are. You're Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy One of God. Jesus says, come out of him. Oh, I need some help right here. God that we serve is sovereign over everything. Don't you worry about political stuff. Don't you worry about power. Our God has it. And all God has to do is speak to the power, and the power will go away. He has the power. And Jesus says, come out of him. And there's a little tension in the text, y'all. It, it bothered me a little bit. And I'm on my way to the seat. But Jesus said, come out of him. And then he told him to be silent. And I don't know if y'all see it like me, but when the demon came out, it says he did it with a loud voice. I said, Jesus, I'm a little worried. You're God, a very God. And you told him to be silent. But he came out with a loud voice. Just want to help somebody out here. That even when Jesus speaks to evil, it'll do all it can to come against what Jesus is trying to do. Don't you get mad at folk or things when they still try to yell at you. Because if you got Jesus with you, even though it's yelling, it's still got to go. I wish I had. A witness in the house. And when Jesus spoke to this demon, y'all, the Bible says that they were all amazed. And is there anyone amazed at what Jesus will say and what Jesus will do? 
I know I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wonder how he could love me, a sinner condemned unclean. What are you unclean with? Are you unclean with jealousy? Are you unclean with greed? Are you unclean with misunderstanding? But you ought to stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wonder how he could love you, a sinner condemned unclean. I thought I might have somebody in the house that understood that one day I was lost and Jesus found me. One day I was in sin and Jesus cleaned me. One day I was possessed with demons and Jesus rebuked me. And right now I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wonder how he could love me, a sinner condemned unclean. Maybe that didn't get you. Let me lean in this way. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Save the wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Blind, but now I see. Through many dangers, chores and snares. I already come, but it was grace that brought me this far. And grace will lead me home. Is there anybody? is astonished and amazed by Jesus. You ought to be astonished because he kept COVID from you. You ought to be astonished that even when you got it, he healed you. You ought to be amazed that even when other folk got it, it didn't touch you. Somebody ought to be astonished and amazed by Jesus. Well, maybe I got to lead in this way. I was lost far from sin and in where one day the same Jesus who exercised his demon exercised death on one Friday Jesus died died until death died died until the sun refused to shine died until the moon dripped away in blood died until the earth reeled and rocked he died he laid his down his breath he was buried in Joseph's borrowed tomb but I'm so glad and the reason I'm amazed because the same Jesus that exercised the demon the same Jesus that spoke with authority he got up with all, all power in his hand is there anybody here that is amazed by that Jesus he'll get stuff up in your life is there anybody amazed but one day that ain't the end of the story. The same Jesus that spoke to the demon is going to speak to eternity. And the dead in Christ. Don't worry about grandmama. Don't worry about granddaddy. Don't worry about your wife. Don't worry about your children. If they love Jesus, it says the dead are going to hear his voice. And they will rise. Rise from the dead. And in the same thing, those that remain will be caught up to meet him in the air. I stand amazed, amazed at this Jesus. He amazed me. Is there anybody amazed by Jesus?
God we serve is an astonishing and amazing God. And I just pray that in the house of worship, we can still be amazed by Jesus. Amazed that he can keep you when it seems like everything else is falling. Amazing that he can bring you back from the brink of sickness when it feels like it was going to take you out. That when you didn't have a dime to your pocket, he could. He gave you enough to supply your need according to his riches. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, now I'm found. Blind, but now I see. If you will, stand to your feet. And just lift your voice and keep hearing how amazing this Jesus is.
y'all just told me. It's one more. When we been there. <laughs> Come on, somebody. When, when we to give your life to Jesus. The Bible simply declares if you believe on him, you shall be saved. That if you confess with your mouth and believe it in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. Would our preachers come out?
somebody give God praise. Somebody give him glory. Thank him for what he has done. He's grateful again. Just a few, a few notes before we move into the benediction. But he's worthy of all that and more. Worthy of all that and more. Ricky Dillard said, you're amazing. You caused the, the sun to shine. I'm so glad you're mine. You're amazing. I still get amazed by him. Him who was. Him who is. And him who is to come. Is there anybody here? Amazed by Jesus. Astonished and amazed. We, just a couple of things. Just thank God for all of the membership and those who give to the ministry of the Salem Church here in Lilburn, Georgia. I want to thank you for your stewardship. Thank you for the joy of giving. And I want to ask that you would continue to give because you don't just give to the local church. You give to the building of the kingdom of God. I want to thank you for that. We want to pray for those in our family for sick and for shut-in. For those in our family who are set to have surgeries on this week, we want to just lift up the name of the Lord, breathe a breath of prayer over them, that God be with them. We want to also, to those of us in our family who are bereaved, uh, those who have lost loved ones, this week we lost our own Deacon Mark Garcia, and his homegoing celebration will be Thursday, the 26th of May at 11 a.m. If you will pray for the family of Deacon Mark Garcia, pray for all of Salem family. But we pray with a hint of joy because we know death is not the end. That the day will come, that the trump will sound. The Bible says it will sound so loud that it will wake up the very dead. We thank God for the day that is to come. I want to thank God again for our pastor and our leading lady for Reverend Dr. Richard B. Haynes and for Sister Bev. Uh, we ask you to continue to pray for them. They got a chance to get away, take a little uh, vacation, a little refrain. And so, uh, Brother Pastor, thank God for you. God uh, be with you and Sister Bev while you are resting. Um, in our midst, we would continually ask that we thank God for this church, for the process of how we love God spiritually. But because we love God spiritually, that leads to our action socially. Amen. And so uh, tomorrow is our election day, and we ask that all who have not voted, which you would make your way to the polls to vote. And today we have with us uh, two representatives, or two people running, I'm sorry. And um, if we, we do have um, running for state court judge, Elaine Neatman, amen. Thank you, just wave your hand to us and you see <laughs> Sister Elaine. Is it, uh, 
Amanakawa. Amanqua, very thank you so much. I'm going to try my best. My wife's name has five syllables, so I'm still going to try. Amen. Thank you so much. Everybody sees that, and we were asked that you would fellowship with her, if you will, and get information from her if you need to in the parking lot. And also with us on t- today is, is Sister Donna McLeod. Sister Donna, if you will, stand up. Amen, Sister Donna. <laughs> Running for Congress in the state of Georgia in the 7th District. Amen. Thank God for you. Just wave and let everybody see you. And pull your mask down so we know who you are. Thank God for you, and thank God for what you are trying to do in these yet-to-be United States. Man, if you would, just stand on your feet. For those who would like to give, there will be receptacles both to my right, to your left, and receptacles to my left and your right on your way out if you have brought your gifts to give today. Um, Also, if you will, those on my right to your left, if you will, single file out this door and we ask again uh, for the spirit of safety and security that we will single file and that we will fellowship in the parking lot for those in the middle those closest to this aisle if you would single file go this way and then those to my left if you would in your right go out these double doors and those in the same way if you would thank you so much amen 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 god be with you till we meet again before his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God be glory be majesty be dominion and authority and may it be both now henceforth and forevermore and the people of God say There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org give. On Cash App at dollar sign, The Church With Zeal. Via the Givelify app. 
by mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048, or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.